And I was like, Freezer and Carbonite, I hardly know her. Uh, I was like, Freezer. Oh, man, you guys missed a know. great joke. I only know Cooler. <laughs> um, so welcome uh, to another episode of the Herd Main Show, guys. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. None. Not blazing anymore. Yeah, no, no blazing here. <laughs> no blazing. Um, just the blazing passion in our hearts for Star Wars. We 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 love us a Star War. Um, yeah, certainly. I'm currently having a nice seltzer out of Darth Vader's head. There you go. That's blazing. Um, I'm emblazoned with this passion. Hopefully, well, if you can't tell when we're recording this, um, <laughs> because. Boy. It's not going to post on the day, so it's not. All but of that's kind of pointless. Funny, funny joke. Apparently, um, so welcome back, guys. Um, it's been a little while since we've posted. Um, everything in the world is on fire, uh, you including want, you want Star Wars. To, you want to talk about blazing? Um, there, there's the blaze. It's it's life in general. Have you ever noticed that every so often someone just decides to start some discourse, and they're just like, "Hey, um, you remember the Last Jedi?" That's the and problem that makes people angry. with social media is it's great because it gives everybody a platform, but it's horrible because it gives everybody a platform um, and people drop stuff and run. And sometimes those things are uh, wonderful and sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, we People tend to focus on the not wonderful, mm-hmm. but we focus on the wonderful at Nerd Herder. Um, mm-hmm. we, your, your friendly neighborhood Nerd Herder, uh, we focus on the positive and all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, while things are crazy and, you know, we had a little bit of an episode of just, hey, it's crazy. Mm. Let's just talk Star Wars a little bit because it's the most we could do. Now we're actually getting a little more functional and and, and are able to sit and have a full episode. It's not our fault. It's my fault. Um, you, um, Megan, are not included in my, my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am because I'm your wife. Well, no, you fault because I fault. We ride together. We ride together. We die together. Um, I I've been insanely busy, and it has prevented any constructive work on the podcast and whatnot. Because apparently I'm essential, and I'm thankful for that because that's a job and all that, and I'm helping people, and it's great. Um, but, but as you can tell, you're very tired. Two hundred and twenty-seven hours later. Um, yes, it's yeah. it's crazy. So having the energy even. To watch Star Wars and enjoy it for myself is difficult. Mm-hmm. So to sit down and ha- be functional on an episode uh, talking about and hosting positivity for other people, crazy. But here we are, um, and maybe it'll get normal soon. If not, we're, we're, tr- we're trying our best. I'm trying yeah. my best. Um, know, that's all we can do. You know what something to get excited about for Star Wars is? The next episode of Clone Wars is called The Phantom Apprentice. Yes. That's exciting, it's coming John. full circle. Full circle. How do I get a tat? How do I get a tattoo of an episode of a Star Wars? You go to a really good artist. Um, yeah, Clone Wars has been really awesome. It's been something when we actually, when I remember, mm-hmm. there's several times now that I work on Fridays, I'm like, oh, hey, today was Clone Wars Day, mm-hmm. um, and, and we end up wait. watching it Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> and it's insane because you people have no threshold for spoilers when it comes to Clone Wars Absolutely. on social media. So. Um, we're dodging left and right, but Clone Wars has been has been great um, to answer. I mean, some people have been asking. Yes, we're planning to talk about it. We'll probably talk about it when it's all over because everybody's kind of talking a lot about Clone Wars right now. Mm-hmm. And we want to kind of give room for other people to be able to do all that stuff 
And again, it's something that right now is not a good time to do that. Yeah. So when it's all done and we have time to digest it, um, we'll probably do uh, a discussion episode per arc um, rather than an episode by episode rewatch. Just because I feel like there's enough to talk about, but not enough to make multiple episodes of each arc. Like one episode per is kind of generous. If anything, maybe two for uh, the Siege of Mandalore because that's packed. Um, but that's down the road. That's not now. Um, Mm -hmm. right now what we're doing is finally catching up. We started a series before all heck broke loose. Um, and basically where now that we had a full trilogy, we wanted to sit and talk about the characters that make up that trilogy and whatnot, and kind of look at the direction that the completed trilogy has taken some of our new favorite characters thanks to Disney Star Wars and the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Finn, Poe, Ray, Kylo, Ben, um, you know, uh, I almost said Mark Hamill, uh, yeah. Luke Skywalker, Leia, all of these characters yeah. basically, all right, now that we've gotten a whole nother trilogy and a complete saga, where did our characters go throughout this time? And so we focused on each one. We did one for the Phantom Thing Force Awakens. <laughs> that one. The one with the ghosts. Yes. Oh, God, that doesn't help. Um, it really doesn't. We did one for The Force Awakens. We did a two-parter um, and had our friend Jesse on for um, part of the, uh, the Last Jedi discussion. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally getting to The Rise of Skywalker. It also helps that we had time to get it on home release. Um, we watched some behind-the-scenes stuff and kind of refreshed and whatnot yeah. and also just had more time to talk about the characters and you know because this is not our movie review we kind of already did that we already kind of did an episode where it's like hey here's what we thought would happen here's what actually happened how do we feel about it mm-hmm. um and in general we feel pretty good um still just a freaking awesome movie um and it's very amazing and the whole sequel trilogy is amazing and the characters in yeah. it are amazing i feel like if i could sum up the sequel trilogy in a spongebob quote it would be, and I only cried for 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, so this episode is all about kind of journeying with the characters um, through specifically the Rise of Skywalker, but also looking at it from the perspective of, all right, this is the end, quote unquote. Um, you know, this is definitely a big mile marker for the character. So we're not only looking mm-hmm. at them in this film, but also in where where did they begin to end and the saga as a whole. Um, why? Because we can, and it's our podcast, Karen. That's why it seemed interesting, and it has been interesting. And so that's why why that's why we do anything. It's cool. It's fun. We like it, and we think you'll like it. So if you haven't checked out the other episodes, you don't necessarily have to to enjoy this one. Um, that's kind of the cool part. But highly recommend you go back and check out um, some of our recent episodes uh, if you want the full conversation and whatnot. Yeah. And if you don't, what are you doing here? Right. Like, what the heck? Get this is not the here. Star Trek pod. This is not your mom's Star Trek. This isn't your mom's Star Trek. This is pod raising. No, <laughs> this is podcasting. This is spinning. It's a good trick. This is not how you podcast, but it's how we podcast. So I'm a pilot, um, you know. Huh? I'm a pilot. Apparently. You know. uh, steering this all kinds of directions. So, a- again, I I this is... The Rise of Skywalker specific and yeah. and kind of with the anecdote of 
we like and it. the whole sequel trilogy. And the sequel trilogy. As well. Yeah, it's not a it's not a review. It's not the film itself. It's just no. about the characters. It's no secret that we have shared our positivity and some sometimes are not negative. But I mean, a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things where it's just like it wasn't what we expected or wanted, but we're happy with what we got. And um, you know that's that's what happens when you're not in charge, and, and that's okay. <clears throat> um, you know. We don't ever do anything necessarily hoping that we change people's minds, but no. we do do it with the hope that maybe somebody that disagrees with us will come across it, listen, and maybe have a different perspective. And we also invite other perspectives. We've always said, you know, if you have something different or something to add, hit us mm-hmm. up and we'll talk with you about it. As long as you're respectful, we'll talk to anybody. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we like the Rise of Skywalker and hopefully through talking through the characters because the characters are how we identify with the story. Yeah. Everybody has a favorite and everybody has a storyline that speaks to them. And that's what makes things better is if you identify with it rather mm-hmm. than just receive it and digest it and whatnot. <clears throat> if you identify with it, all of a sudden it's more meaningful. And I think when you find meaning is when you find something you like. I think people expect Disney to just make them like stuff and that's not quite how it works. No, make the film for me. Right. And you know, it's, it's my not Star Wars. Exactly that. So hopefully talking through some of the characters um will add to the perspective. Yeah. Hopefully. So we kind of just follow a very I, I just started when I did the scripts, I when I started with The Force Awakens, I just started with, all right, who do I think of? Who do I see first? And first we see Finn. So mm-hmm. we start with Finn and kind of go from there. So uh, uh, with Finn, we've talked about a lot in his journey. Uh, his character has a lot of representation to it. Um, and from being not only uh, an African-American uh, or an African-British man, yeah. um, also being a stormtrooper turned good, like a stormtrooper with a conscience, mm-hmm. he represents like not all the guys on every side com- are completely indoctrinated in the side they're on so you know there's personal beliefs and clearly Mm -hmm. he his personal beliefs stop at we shouldn't kill innocent people yeah usually and so there's some interesting representation in his character when we first get to know him but he's very selfish he kind of grows through that a little bit in the last jedi thanks to the character of rose and then here we pick back up with him and he's uh kind of feeding off of everything that he's done is a little bit more of a leader in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Maybe not exactly in the beginning, but clearly, like when we first open up and he's on the mission with uh, with Poe and they're um, getting to Intel and they're on the Falcon, clearly he's way more comfortable. Yeah. Partly probably because of Poe, but also just in general, he seems like he's Yeah. Well, it's the thing. Home. It's like when you're wearing someone else's socks, you're probably going to be comfortable with them. It's a throwback to like the first couple episodes that we did in the sequel trilogy this was a while ago where i read a headcanon that finn steals other people's clothes oh right yeah he's just he's like his whole closet's full of things he's taken from other people because of the jacket because the jacket gotcha 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 cool 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 uh finn does not own a single article of clothing yet he's always dressed imagine that um yeah i mean when we're first introduced like they just seem like I mean, in a year has passed since The Last Jedi, so, I mean, that's time to grow more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, he, yeah, he just seems much more comfortable with where he's at. Yeah. And at some point, he makes the decision of leading. Like, he, he makes the decision to lead with Poe. So not only is he 
present, which at one point was questionable. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be here? Or are you going to help us? But now he's also like, not only am I going to be here, but I'm going to be, I, I will be responsible. Yeah. I want to be the guy like in Spy Kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, except not Elijah Wood. It could um, be though. He could be like, no, he's better than Elijah Wood. <gasps> wow. That's a hot take. What good has he done since the Hobbit? Wow. Or not even the Hobbit. Hot so, take. Well, I mean, he was in it for like two seconds. Have you never seen Maniac? Nope. It's such a good movie. No, I'm good. His eyes are too far apart and he's got that <laughs> gap in his teeth and everything. I'm good. Samwise Gamgee is the real hero. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. Right. But at the same time, why are we bullying Elijah Wood on our podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll come on and fight me. <laughs> Elijah Wood, please fight my husband. We're going to isolate this clip. If you want to see me share. fight Elijah Wood, go to our Patreon page and donate. <laughs> you um, want me and Billy Boyd I, to just I will be in walk the back right up to that hobbit and I'll punch him in the face. He's probably taller than me, though. He's like 6'2". Yeah, he's taller than me. <laughs> um, I don't know, but now I'm, I'm not curious. So he's it. not, he's better, he is better than Elijah Wood. He is a Samwise of his time. And um, he, he again, it's like he takes responsibility. And, yeah. and that's right there, growth from where we first met him as a character who was like, hey, you know, I think you're pretty and I think this is cool, but mm-hmm. I'm out of here. I can't stick around for this stuff. Um, and even again in The Last Jedi when it's like, hey, cool, thanks for the rescue, but now I'm going to go save my friend and we're going to run away from the First Order. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, no, we're staying, we're fighting, and we're going to see yeah. this through. And that's already a huge point of growth for his character. Is like, It's easy to run after something when you believe in it but it's a lot harder to stay and grow something to believe in right if that made sense well and then arguably like where he goes even further and i think the most like latched on thing about his character from this is the uh revelation that he is force sensitive Mm -hmm. um that's new (laughs) um kind of i wouldn't say uh, new oh Okay. Okay, look. Okay. Fine. There's a reason there's a reason he held the lightsaber because he obviously felt something. Okay, that's probably like a very surface level fan fangirl explanation, but kind of at the end of the day, <laughs> I think it was always in the cards for Finn to be force sensitive. At least probably in JJ's mind. Maybe, I don't know. Um but it's definitely n- I don't know. It's one of those things. It does come out of nowhere, but it's hinted and developed well in this film. Mm-hmm. Like me saying it comes out of nowhere is not necessarily negative. It's just that this is very new for Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they handle it and the way they develop it and the way he sort of discovers it throughout the events yeah. definitely help it feel real. Like this is really him discovering something. This is him learning to believe in something. And really it seems like that's all it is, is that, he just one day decided, you know what? I believe in this force mm-hmm. stuff. And now, like, you know, and this opens, we talked about, like, this opens the back door of, okay, does that mean that the power is in belief alone? Or did he work on this? Mm-hmm. Or, it like, it's one of those things, is it just open-mindedness? Or is it, like, an effort? Like, yeah, it, lots of question marks. The thing that keeps coming to my mind is, like, Super Saiyan. Apparently at this point, every Saiyan can be a Super Saiyan. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. but it takes a special level to become like a Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. I mean, if you subscribe to the stupid show that came out recently and usurped Dragon Ball GT as the rightful uh, sequel to Dragon Ball Z. John? Um, I have hot takes today. You have hot takes. <laughs> Do you need to... They are hot and ready. Get in the fridge. Uh, <laughs> like, see this pizza. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, it's one of those things, like, some people, it's natural, but then there's others where, yeah. depending on their determination, there's much further levels. Yeah. Some um, people just are born the great ape, Lazaro. No, that's not how that works. Um, you need the moon. You need the moon. I, you know, I, I don't think any of this is bad development. I actually think it makes a lot of sense for the kind of character that he is in that he was shut off to a lot of stuff. He did not oh, yeah. understand a lot of things. He was kidnapped by the First Order as a kid and his childhood was stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a really big part of his development in this too is his relationship with Jana, where he finds other people that are like, hey, wait, no, you thought the same thing. You thought that was wrong. You stood up to the First Order. Mm-hmm. And I know people wanted like this full on legit like insurrection of stormtroopers, but I think we got that in a way yeah. through the revelation that Finn wasn't the first one. Yeah. Um, and and he doesn't have to be the last one. Yeah. I think it definitely would probably say something if you look out onto the side of your Star Destroyer and you see people that you used to know leading a revolution. <laughs> I mean, if any of them are, I mean, and that's, what's interesting is like, I want, I want that story. Like how long yeah. have they really been there? What happened? Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of history to Jonna and, and the other, mm-hmm. you know, um, stormtroopers and everything. And, and that I adds, definitely use some development. Yeah. And that adds into Finn um, yeah. for sure. But like, I, I think he's always been that character that although, although he's shut off, he, when he finds something he cares about, he's like all in. I mean, when it turns, I mean, you could argue that he was all in with Ray because, oh, she's cute. But eventually he found greater meaning in the mm-hmm. friendship there. Um, but he's always kind of latched on. If he's given a reason, he's like, no, okay, I'm in. I'm I'm all in. I get you. I'm there. Yeah. Um, he's that one friend that once you explain it, he's he's all he's gonna show up and he's gonna do it 110%. And I think that's the thing with the force where it's just like once once it was revealed, it was kind of just this thing of like okay, I can dig that. I can, I can get along with this. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think there's some determination on his part, but for the most part, I really think it's just cause he is open to it. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, I think there's, I think, and, and, and that goes along with him as the stormtrooper, um, and all this other stuff adds to the level of representation that his character adds to the sequel yeah. trilogy because in many different ways. Yeah. Cause he takes what was introduced with broom kid in the whole, Hey, random poor stable kid can be mm-hmm. strong in the force. You know, it takes that to the next level of, Hey, stormtrooper who just learned about the force a year ago, he can mm-hmm. connect with it. Um, it helps to have a really strong force friend, but at the same time, anyone, if you believe hard enough and that's, that's its own like star Wars lesson is like, if you believe in hope enough, it yeah. exists. Anyone can cook. No, <laughs> no, no, that is not the lesson here. You don't want to write it to eat? Some of you people should not be in the kitchen. I don't belong in the kitchen except <laughs> to eat. You do not belong in the kitchen. You burn water. Mm-hmm. That time that I watched you teach a child to make eggs in a saucepan with no it almost oil, worked. With the high heat, no, it almost sir. Worked. It did not. I mean, we had eggs when it was done. I because mean. I stepped in and was like, 
allow me try. Yeah, but please. I mean, it's like a relay risk. The, the the guy in the front. I mean, the first guy. He's he he's the real hero of the relay race. Um, speaking of first guys, uh, Poe. <laughs> yes, he is the first guy. Um, I don't have a lot of notes here for us for Poe. It's been difficult with his character because in the first one, there's no development because, mm-hmm. well, the development was he didn't die. Exactly. In the second one, the development is, hey, stop being such a hot shot and think about the bigger picture because you are leader potential. Mm-hmm. And that comes through in this one. He Absolutely. He is, is general. forced into leadership, yeah. um, which is arguably, you know, I know a lot of people are like, no, you shouldn't teach a kid to swim by throwing them in the water. But sometimes the best performance you get is under pressure. Exactly. Like we we talked about it in the sense that everything up until this point for Poe was theory. Right. Like you don't. Well, you brought that up. You were smart and said that stuff. Well, thank you. I, you know, I just listen and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't learn how to drive a car from the passenger seat. Right. And like, up until that point, that's what Leia had been doing because – you have to start there, yeah, sure, but I don't think Poe would have been the leader he was supposed to be if Leia stayed around. No, not at all. I think that's what made her also trust that they were in good hands is because she knew once Poe was in the seat and once Poe was in charge, then it would be good, but he would never be who he needed to be as long as she was in the way, yeah. alive or not alive. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the way this story turned out because of Carrie's passing, we know how that played out. But yeah. I think in general, and that's what she was trying to do in the end of The Last Jedi was just like, don't look at me, look at him. He's mm-hmm. talking to you, not me. And that shows right there. If As long as Leia's around, nobody's going to see anybody but Leia. Yeah. Same thing with Luke Skywalker, honestly. Nobody's going to see anybody or believe in anybody. And I mean, you could even add that to his sacrifice in episode yeah. eight. He believed in Ray, but no one else would believe in Ray. Ray wouldn't even believe in Ray as mm-hmm. long as Luke Skywalker was around. The same thing could be said, Ben Solo. Oh, yeah. Like, Ray would have been known as, oh, yeah, that's uh, Skywalker's girlfriend, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. <laughs> I mean, I I don't doubt that Ray is incredibly important to the story, but. Yeah. It's called the Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. And he was technically the last Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That's not... We'll, we'll get to the Ray Skywalker thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a negative, but I feel like I have to say, like... Well, she's more a symbol of continuing on. Mm-hmm. Not... You know, she is by adoption, and there's meaning in adoptive family, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I preach on that all the time because I'm... a product of adoptive family Mm -hmm. so yes that there's great legacy and there's great meaning and representation in that story for her character but like you said same way she could not have been fully realized if she couldn't have fully stepped into her Mm -hmm. new identity exactly and as long as another skywalker was there it would always feel kind of wrong Mm -hmm. but i also feel like because of the piece of been in her because it's a transfer of force essence. I believe because of Ben in her heart. Yeah. In her sweet little scavenger demon heart. Feral child. Feral heart. child of the Jakku desert. Um, ben is there in her, yeah. with her. And I feel like that is why also she identifies as Skywalkers. Because now she feels really as a part of it. Yeah. They got so, force married. Anyway. Right. Exactly. There you go. Two become one. 
Um, so anyway, I've heard that Poe, Men song. <laughs> right. So Poe, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think you kind of said it and hit the nail on the head in terms of he yeah. had to be put in the position to lead or else. Yeah. Because otherwise, nothing, he wouldn't have been who he should be. Mm-hmm. The rebellion or the resistance would not have succeeded. Everything would have crumbled simply for the fact of him not being the leader he's supposed to be. And yeah. it really speaks to the importance of people playing their part. Because if you don't do your part, you have no idea how that's going to throw other people off. Yeah. And to people who lead people, at some point you have to let go and you have to let them do it because otherwise they're only going to be doing it 60%, 75%, maybe, maybe even 80% on a good day, but never a hundred percent because they always have in the back of their mind. Well, but Leia's still here. Exactly. Leia will fix it. Luke Skywalker's still there. So th- clearly somebody will do something. And at the end of the day, as someone who works with teens, sometimes you have to be put in those sink or swim. Situations. No, yeah, Absolutely. To just be like, okay, I'm stepping back because obviously I'm not helping in the situation. So, I mean, I firmly believe that on on Leia's mind as she made the decision to sacrifice herself for her son, I don't think she selfishly just keeled over not caring what happens to the resistance. I think no. she knew. She left it in good hands. Exactly. Um, and of course, even Poe didn't do it by himself. He still had support. He had Lando Calrissian come back, which was great and it was such a good scene and that was a really great representation of you know lando being that other generation where it's just like you you don't have to have your time and move like oh you know my flying days are done like why though mm-hmm. why does why does the best have to be behind you you it can keep going from here you can still have a part to play you can still inspire people you can still do something yeah. and i think people people and fans get stuck in this mindset of well, this is my Star Wars and it's never going to be like my Star Wars or this is my thing and nothing is ever going to be like it and I'm just going to enjoy my thing and stay in my thing and, you know, I mean, that's basically what Han did. Yeah. Like when stuff didn't go right, he went back to his stuff and said, you know what, this is going to be fine and everybody else can do their crazy stuff. When in reality, he wasn't even good at that. No, like I've said in every <laughs> podcast where we mention the name Han Solo, he well, was a really bad smuggler. And also, I mean, we don't know too much, but I doubt Lando was completely satisfied with how things were. I mean, he was yeah. existing, but was he thriving? And I don't think so because he was just stuck in terms of, nah, I'm, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for him to support uh, Poe and to help him make those those big decisions I think that was also another spurring on for Poe because he needs that encouragement which is why yes. he's like yo Finn you've, you've got to lead with me because I can't do this alone mm-hmm. and I think that's something he learned from Leia from his time especially like in The Last Jedi where it's just like well dang I survived but not everybody did how can yeah. that be a victory no I need people I, I need help yeah. Uh, and that's okay to admit. Absolutely. Especially and, as a leader. Yeah. It arguably the most important thing to right. learn as a leader. Like if you don't have people behind you, who are you going to lead? Exactly. Uh, and I think that was Poe in The Last Jedi. And I think that culminates for sure here mm-hmm. in terms of how he cares for people. Um, so um, moving on to uh, Rose. So Rose um, was 
less featured, but what featured her did show growth on her part. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely stepping into her role as leader. Yeah, I mean, she in her own way is leading. She was helping come up with the plans for the final battle. She was in the final battle. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's an she like Finn. I think reached a point where it's just like, all right, I can be angry at the first order, but if I'm more responsible and if I'm more level, I can be more use to fighting against the first order. Yeah. And because I think I think definitely seems a little bit more mature. And she, I mean, even down to the way she. They dressed her. Um, the, her look in this even felt way more mature. Yeah. In terms of like, oh, oh, she's she's leading, leading, like she's in charge of something now, mm-hmm. and and so I think it showed this progress for her character, albeit off screen and whatnot. Yeah. That, hey, even she has grown from taking on responsibility. Yeah. Do I wish she was in more? Absolutely, because I love Rose as a character. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I agree absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was a lot that, for the sake of getting through the movie and for being, um, or trying to be less um, controversial, although it did it in other ways. I mean, Star yeah. Wars is always controversial, but I, I think they basically insinuated a lot in a little so that we could kind of just move on. Yeah. Um, I get it to a point from just a movie point, not from the story point, obviously, but from a movie point, I get it. You could spend time on that and I would have liked it because I would have liked not hints or insinuation. I would have liked definitive acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of what's, what's changed, but there it's just a lot of hint dropping and it's a lot of dancing around. So I like, I mean, I think it's always going to feel like wasted potential. Yeah, definitely. With this. Um, I'm hoping that other media, um, eh, the novel a little bit, but like I'm I'm hoping other things focus and spend some time on Rose because she is a character that can have a lot to add to Star Wars and um, can be very enjoyable. I liked the moment she had in the... um, Oh gosh, there was a lead-up comic to uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I can't remember the name of. It was like a five-issue thing, and she was there mm-hmm. um, for some of it, and it, it was um, interesting. But that series as a whole was not full. It was not as full as it could have been in general. So I mean, obviously, there's nothing groundbreaking, groundbreaking happening there in yeah. the first place. I feel like that was one of those things that not a lot of comic people want to touch. Like the concept Mm-mm. of Rose Tico. I'll fight you on that one. I do think people want to. Well, yeah. I think there's... Good you, people do. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, there's a long line of people that would write a lot of stories and Rose Tico stuff would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I This is when the fantasy of Star Wars ends and the real world begins. And I understand Disney and Lucasfilm to be a, a organization and corporation and they have to make decisions as a business and whatnot. And... So it comes down to not is this character great and liked and there are people that want to write it and do it and all this other stuff. It comes down to what's going to be the best. What's going to appeal to people the most. Because that will make the most money. And that's not wrong. They're meant to make money. That's the whole point of businesses. 
I'm, I'm not criticizing that, but I, I do have to acknowledge when there's a clear, okay, you're doing this as the business less than anything else. I yeah. feel like, um, and that just comes from the perspective of, again, we like Rose and would have liked more. Exactly. And so, um, but again, there are at least the hints, there are at least the, the moments where she does interact, where it's just like, oh man, she sounds grown up and in charge. It's like when you like hang out with somebody, um, once and then you run into them again, but they're at their like job and all of a sudden, oh, you're professional. Yeah. It's like Uh, when the kids from youth group come up to me at Barnes and Noble and they're just like, you're outside. Right. Yeah. What's that like? (laughs) Right. Um, so I mean, it's not that she was, com- I mean, at least she was in the film. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a, a Diane situation where she's off screen for the entire time, but people just came making references to like, Rose, what do you right. think? Right. That would have been the worst. I think we should let him go. It's just Finn doing a voice behind his back. Right. Because that, that yes. Because Rose was just a figment of his imagination. Um, it's the only way he's going to get kissed, honestly. Oh, dang. Sorry, I know. Poe's giving him. him plenty of kisses. It's fine. I don't know. He seemed, he was pretty interested in Sori. Platonic bro kisses. That's not platonic. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm giving a bad platonic bro kiss. No, that's we do not it a thing. We constantly. We're best friends. I have my bro crowd right here, and it says that's not a thing. Um, Someone's going to fight you on that. Okay. Bring it on, Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a call. That's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I am the herd leader, and I will fight Elijah Wood one day. Um. So moving on to uh, so Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's right here, um, in the list, but he's there. He is. So let's talk because about because that's Skywalker. where he was at the last episode. I don't. Was he? Uh huh. Maybe. Um. The he's Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> he's dead. Well, he's dead. Yeah. But um, he's very Jedi this time around. He's he's yeah. come around to the light after well, his last uh, endeavor. Here's the thing. I have a vision in my head of Luke like passing into the living force. And it's all beautiful. And it's like that scene in uh, 2001 Space Odyssey where they go through a wormhole. And he sees a giant baby. And there's something weird sitting on top of it. But he's just like in awe of what's around him. And then all of a sudden a shoe hits the back of his head and it's Qui-Gon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it's Anakin. Cause he's just like, dude, dude. Um, I mean, it makes sense because again, what he had to learn was to return to the mm-hmm. light and, re- and learn like, Hey, no running away from stuff. Yeah. Doesn't make it better. Golly. Um, he's up there with like, <laughs> okay. You looked at the ceiling for a second. Yeah. I, I was making sure it was still there. <laughs> yeah. He's up there with Yoda, with Qui-Gon, and with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Philosophical people who are just constantly arguing, probably, mm-hmm. about, like, no, this you should have done. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Well... You gotta think, like, I, I think he was having a time. Luke? Yes. Well, I mean, it explained where he was in between when he died and when everything goes down here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause clearly he's not picking up the phone when Ray calls. Um, so, but you know, again, it, he definitely has again, stepped into who he once was and who I think 
most fans and people and most Star Wars characters remember him to be, mm-hmm. you know, Luke the hero, Luke the Jedi, Luke the the hopeful one, yeah. an inspiring one. Because I mean, his whole role in this is to say, "Hey, look, no, my my battle was my personal battle to return to the light. My battle is not to beat Ben or Palpatine or Snoke or anybody. It that's yeah. your job." And I mentioned while we were talking about the character, but my favorite line in the entire movie is not just the line, but the delivery of what are you doing? Right. Like you're being such a stupid right now. Right. You're doing exactly what I did. Have you learned nothing? You rat from Jakku. Um, I'm sorry. She's just feral and adorable. She is. Um, She's like a chihuahua. And like, this is her first real like freak out. I think um, short of after her dark, dark, cave moment and whatnot but like that was such a cool scene too yeah i mean and that's a significant moment is i I mean we pass on as leaders not only what we do right but also what we do wrong and i think that's Mm -hmm. what she because she even says i'm doing what you did i'm i'm running away they can't get me if i don't involve myself and blah blah you know we pass both of those on and and sometimes again we have to remind them hey it didn't work for me it's not going to work for you but you have to make a choice yeah. You know, again, I think Luke's whole thing was his personal journey was to bring balance to the force and then balance himself out mm-hmm. because he was imbalanced in The Last Jedi. And if you think about it, the entire theme of the sequel trilogy and arguably the La- the Rise of Skywalker as a whole is the passing of the torch, mm-hmm. the passing of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It It's poetry. It rhymes. Like, you can't keep saying that. I can and I will because it makes sense. Sometimes. <laughs> like it's not time. a thing you can just say all the time. George Lucas does it. I, I don't care what George Lucas does. He doesn't own Star Wars anymore. Can I get that in writing? <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. I love I love George, but stop holding him as the Holy Grail. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm just saying like I in know. general, it ticks me off when people are just like, oh, George Lucas. Okay. But Star Wars is bigger than just George Lucas. At this point in history... George Lucas is not the the epicenter of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's got to either be okay or you've got to just move on from some things. But like, you know, it it's just annoying. Um, and it, it, one could argue, same thing with the original trilogy characters. Mm-hmm. It, it's the building of something that's not only going to outlive you, but it's going to outgrow you. Yeah, That's the well, idea I mean, of you building anything. That's the whole point of bringing back the original cast is... It's not their story anymore. They had their story. It's to pass on. And this is Luke officially and fully passing on the job of balancing the force Mm -hmm. to Rey. Um, You know, and I mean, and I think it would have been cool to get some force ghost action, get get more than just Luke to show up and all this other stuff. But. You know, ultimately, just seeing Luke come full circle and be fully realized as a Jedi, because I mean, I think that's the, I think that's the peak is is this sort of moment. Um, this yeah. is what Jedi live for is to bring balance and and to pass on what they've learned. And and here's Luke doing that. He's become Yoda. Mm-hmm. He lifts the X wing exactly, and that's the perfect example of that exactly he does what he couldn't even believe possible exactly he's the jedi that he wanted to be in Mm. the sixth movie 
like when he says, "I am a Jedi like my father before me." This that's is who this he is thought. him. This he, is he is a Jedi like exactly. his father before him. A total freaking dumb blood. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. So for Leia, the other uh, Skywalker twin, um, who hardly felt was way more significant in this than any other movie um you know and we watched the behind the scenes where they talk about like you know episode seven was han's movie episode eight was luke's movie this is leia's movie and Mm -hmm. and it felt like that um both her presence her impact and her meaning and legacy in this movie which um, was so wild you're right like it's just it's crazy how that happened um and it in my opinion shows to a degree, how things were meant to be for this. Um, And so with Leia, Leia shifts now from the, like we had an interesting conversation about this, of Leia shifts from passing the responsibility of her son and whatnot to other people and takes that responsibility herself. Yeah. She reaches out to Ben. And ultimately that's what reaches him. Um, I made a really good point while we were talking about Ben Solo. I'm going to save it. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, I, I gave myself a high five after I made that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, it's not a bad thing. Parents are people. People mess up. Exactly. Um, it's not a bad thing because it makes sense that we, we do it all the time of, like, hey, my kid's acting out. I mean, golly, that's our freaking job. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Our job is people come to us and say, hey, my kid's crazy. Um, can you talk to him? Can you hang can out you with counsel, him? counsel, please? Right. Counselor. Like, it's a lot of like, hey, can you can you take this kid and add to them? Yeah. It's like, first of all, the responsibility. But, you know, and it's one of the, that doesn't yeah. make them a bad parent. No, not at all. But on the other side, it takes a ton of trial and error. Hopefully not with a child that you're going to irreparably. Words mess up real bad. Yeah. Um, so not a child. So not a child. Like a uh, like a, a plant. <laughs> exactly. Cancel um, a plant before you're ready to cancel a child. Exactly. But here's the thing: when the plant tells you you're ready, you're exactly. ready. <laughs> it takes an infinite amount of patience and understanding that you're gonna get disappointed at some point. Yeah. Well, but I mean, and that's the thing is, like, Luke got disappointed, and Luke messed up, and Luke. Like, can I can I just say? Sure. I've never not? killed a child. <laughs> I've never tried to that kill a we child. Know of. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Wars is is not exactly grounded. Their 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 mess ups are a little bit big, bigger, and more fantastical. Yeah. Uh, and whatnot, but like, it doesn't make Leia a bad parent that she tried to get Luke to. I mean, at that point, she trusted Luke with the Force stuff more than herself. Yeah. And you made the point of, like, well, maybe Leia treated it like Luke did. Maybe she did the Skywalker thing and was like, hey, maybe if we don't talk about the Force, he won't become Force-sensitive. Exactly. It's and, the Dursley method. And when it turns out, oh, he is, dang, I wish I'd finished my training. Well, it's okay, because i got my brother, okay? Mm-hmm. He'll do it for sure. And it goes to show that, like, her... Ultimately, yes, Luke is related to Ben, but there's a strong link between familial bonds and redemption. Yeah. Luke, the son, is the one who's able to save the father. It's Leia, the mother, who's able to save 
the son. Exactly. It's this idea of this direct familial bond is, is a much stronger road to redemption. And I, I think that speaks to the reality of s- certain people have much more volume in your life than yeah. others. And you have more volume in other people's lives sometimes than others. And sometimes you've got to play your uncomfortable part of, I don't feel ready. I don't know what to do. Like all she does in the end is say his name. All she does is reach out with his name and that's enough to pull him in. Yeah. And it goes to, like, you know, it's, it's easier than we think sometimes in terms of reaching people. Uh, it's not comfortable. It's difficult. And a lot of stuff is involved, but at the end of the day, we've got to do something if we feel led to and responsible to, and not pass that to other people. Yeah. It wasn't Luke's job to train Ben or save Ben or any of that. It wasn't Ray's job. Yeah. Ultimately it was Leia and Han's job and both of them had a part in doing it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, like I said, I made this point while we were talking about the 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 script of the episode and going through the characters. I had kind of the epiphany that she get that check. <laughs> I had epiphany. It hurt real bad. Sorry, Southern coming out. Anyway. So I had the thought of every person that sacrificed themselves for Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. They took away his satisfaction of killing them. Mm. And not only that, but they forgave him while they did it. Mm -hmm. It's like, maybe not in as many words. Like, you don't hear Han and Luke and Leia say, I'm sorry. But you see them taking responsibility and paying penance for their actions. I think Luke's the one that does, in a way, well, say yeah. it. But but no, I get what you're saying. Like in really, they just they offer it up there. Like, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's every single person that he blamed for making him into what right. he was. And and so in every every yeah. one of them, you know, Han like ultimately instead of feeling better. He felt worse after killing his father. Exactly. It didn't make him, it didn't make everything better. It didn't make him stronger. It didn't do anything but remind him of who he is. Exactly. Um, he didn't even get to kill Luke, but ultimately Luke was the one that said, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I failed you. Yeah. And it, it's really just been spitting at it and just like, yeah, you did. And it's just what yeah. you come to say. Like, it's just, it's this childish, just like, I bet you are and all this other stuff. And it's just like, yeah, he's so angry. He can't even see the redemption in front of him. Exactly. And at the end of the day, as if you're going to live your life, blaming other people for making you who you are based on the things that you chose, how you reacted to it. Mm-hmm. Ben chose to go to the dark side. When those people are gone, all you have left is you. Right. And, and that really makes you realize, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. Well, the problem's me. Yeah. And the truth is that's when, unfortunately, all too many people do realize exactly the truth. They come to a point to make a decision to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the realities of that sort of thing, like through AA and all that other stuff, the realities yeah. are sometimes there's irreparable harm to exactly. your con- to your choices. Um, sometimes things don't go back. You, you can say you're sorry and it might not be okay. You can go back and you might not get the job again, or they might not marry you uh, again or date you again. Like 
You yeah. can be sorry all you want, but sometimes there are consequences. And ultimately, exactly. sometimes you die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimate, but I think that was the reality yeah. is he knew, all right, those who loved him the most and brought him to that point yeah. that he could bring Ray back to life, all of them were gone. And they died for him. Exactly. So I think that he accepted that in such a way that he could die for someone else then. Exactly. All of a sudden, he could die for someone else because of all those who died for him. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's me projecting. Maybe that's insinuating a lot. But I think that definitely that had to be on his mind of, all right, people made sacrifices to get me to this point. And I have a choice. Save her or just call it a day and leave. Yeah. And ultimately what he chose to do was the most, hear me out, Skywalker thing. Exactly. Which was be selfless. We, we harp on like the sins of everyone and everything, but the most selfless thing, or it's, it's, it's done in good intentions. The most selfless thing Anakin tried to do was save his mother, save his wife, and all, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Tried as Darth Vader to save, quote unquote, his son. Like he's yeah. always doing he tried something. real hard. He's always trying to reach the ones he loves. Yeah. Sometimes he loves them, and sometimes he kind of it's in a, not inappropriate. I don't want to sound wrong, but like it's it's, it's bad intentions. Tainted love. Like yeah, it's it's really dun, dun. not a healthy form of love. But regardless, he's always reaching out. Like Luke Skywalker's same thing. I mean, that's what got him in trouble with. Um, uh, Kylo, he tried mm-hmm. to selflessly, again, good intentions gone wrong, selfishly, well, would I do better to take him out? Mm-hmm. Would I save a lot more harm by doing this? Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things where I think, and I mean, I'm tired, so forgive me, my brain, but my point is, Skywalkers have always had good intentions that played out wrong. Exactly. This was the first time a Skywalker did something and it worked. He, I think. Yeah. He completed the circle. Right. He did what Anakin set out to do. Selflessly give up. He finished what he started. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and you brought up the point, you know, we, we mentioned that through the whole thing of, okay, Leia saw a vision was like, oh crap, my son's going to be bad. This is why Luke has to train him. I can't do any more force stuff because mm-hmm. I don't want to run the risk of doing something. And we were like, yeah. well, how, how Skywalker of you to see a vision. And then fulfill like, it. <laughs> right. You ultimately fulfill it. And it's the same thing with Luke. Luke saw the vision of all the bad things Ben was going to do. And he did all those bad things because of Luke's decision yeah. to act on his vision. It's almost as if your visions can't be trusted and right. you probably not worry about it too hard it's yeah i mean it's one of those things if they had instead let go and you know the one skywalker who did let go ben ben let go for someone he loved and he may have only loved her for a short time and he may not have even been romantically in love it may have just been a love of you see something in me that no one else could see and i couldn't see for a time you believed in me you fought for me you did things for me that i didn't think anyone else could possibly do yeah. Like that's love whether or not you bang or not. I'm so like <laughs> Raylo doesn't have to result in sex. I'm just exactly. going to go ahead and say that. Sometimes it ends in bro kisses. <laughs> Apparently. Um just a platonic little peck of the lips. Goodness gracious. Maybe some tongue. So, I mean, we kind of did Le- uh Leia and and Ben a little bit there. Yeah. 
Um, well, because their stories are interconnected. Very true. And and that's the thing is Ben is connected to everyone in, in throughout all of this, even though he tries so hard to be isolated. Yes. Um, this is going to be bad. It's going to be so bad. Oh, no. It's like Naruto. <laughs> I'm going to connect it to an anime. The sound is me leaving. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, bye. Podcast is over. Bye. So if you don't know Naruto, Naruto is a anime, um, Japanese animation um, show that deals with a uh, very fantasy driven, very not grounded entirely in reality ninjas. That, <laughs> and there's the main character, Naruto. Is it the sexy jutsu? Um, and there's the main character, uh, well, arguably the other main character, Sasuke. Um, Sasuke ultimately, and this is when you get like all the way to the end of the show, Sasuke's main intention for destroying the world is so that he can be alone. See, here's the thing about Naruto. I got to Rock Lee and I was like, that's enough. Well, you watch the anime. That's your problem. Um, read the manga. But anyway, um, Sasuke's whole motivation is in trying to kill people and destroy the world and kill Naruto, the only one in the end who believes in him, his whole motivation is, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah. Because his parents are dead. I cannot be me if you're going to constantly believe in me. I'm, I can't be me mm-hmm. if you're constantly bailing me out. Leave me alone. And he tries to kill his own friends in an effort to, okay, if I'm alone, the more alone I am, the better I feel. Super emo. And ultimately I see a lot of that in Kylo in terms of he cuts off these people and he kills these people thinking, you know, okay, surely if I kill my dad, if I kill Luke Skywalker, if I don't talk to my mother, mm-hmm. uh, cause he doesn't have it in him to kill her. But if he le- you know, I can't go back to her. As long as I don't go back to her, I don't have to face my sins and it's okay. Like yeah. it's this idea of the more alone I am, the more powerful I am and the more okay it is. And Ray is the one person like Naruto to Sasuke who runs after him and tackles him constantly. And is just like, Hey, how you doing? Like, it's just <laughs> constantly forcing him like, no, you're not allowed to be alone. Yeah. That is not what you need. That is not what you want. You, you think that's what you need that you think that'll yeah. make you better. And in reality, it won't. I want to take it a step further, make it a step worse. Okay. It's like Edward in twilight. <laughs> okay. I can't speak on that. Uh, I can't say that in the parody film uh, Vampire Suck, never, um, never seen Edward it. Cullen is Edward Sullen, and he is played by Matt Latner, voice of Anakin Skywalker from The Clone Wars. Excuse me? Yes. That was the first time I met Matt Latner, was through uh, Vampire Suck, a very inappropriate parody movie, um, a la uh, Scary Movie. I hate I hate deeply parody films. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless scary it's movies, the the one, right? Scary movies, the the. I hate all of them. No, I'm saying that's no, the yeah. that's the parody, right? Yes. Scream's the real. Scream's the real one. Scream is the real. One. It's yes. like Weird Al songs. They they kind of mix up at some point. Bought it um, on eBay. But no, uh, what was your point? <laughs> oh yeah, the whole thing of if yeah. I'm alone, I'm fine, and Bella just like awkwardly yeah. and passive aggressively is like no i love you Edward. bite me <laughs> i hate those so songs. anyway hopefully you got some uh tidbits of information there maybe that's something uh if you're missing some matt latner in your life go check that out it's actually kind of don't. funny 
It's kind of funny, actually. Don't, though. It's kind of funny. Anyway. I, I stand by my statement that every parody film is bad if it's not Young Frankenstein. Or anything. Spaceballs. Mel Brooks and Men in Tights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mel Brooks. gosh. Dang it. All the good ones are Mel Brooks. Yeah. Good Lord. Blazing Saddles. I just I think you just peaked our audio there for a second. Um, people of the land. So anyway, so Ray, to, to segue into discussing her character, Ray, I, I, I see is that pursuing constant in Ben's life that reveals love to him. Um, a kind of love that is sacrificial and selfish and passionate. Um, and again, love is not singular. It's not just sexual. Um, who knows what would have happened? I mean, dadgummit, we might have a ghost scene. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of sand. There, there's a lot of sand on Tatooine. I mean, she can make a pot and, and he could show up. and. Or they're just like building a sand castle. Right. Or there like you go. a poopy castle. A what? A poopy castle. A poopy castle? You've never made a poopy castle? No, I've never made a sand castle. Okay, I hate look. the beach. I hate sand. I am Anakin Skywalker. You're from Savannah. It's, 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 it, yeah. Get it. But like a poopy castle is when you take wet sand that's like fresh from the tide and you just let it drip out of your hand into a pile. That's a poopy castle. So much value in this podcast. <laughs> poopy castle. <laughs> um... You mentioned Naruto, all right? Yeah, that was actually a good reference. All my weebs out there are like, yeah. Everybody else is just like... One dude. Did she say poopy castle? <laughs> I did. Oh, my gosh. Hinata would be out um, there making poopy castles with me. So I don't think love is actuated in just physical form. I, I think yeah. that clearly they loved each other even in the time they had. And and I think that's, you know, and, and Adam Driver talks to that point in terms of like, he doesn't even know what's next. He, he just knows that if he's with her, it's right. Yeah. And, and I think that's love. I think, I think that's sacrificial selfless love uh, in and of itself. Um, and the significance of that love is that it's between arguably two enemy families, mm-hmm. Palpatine and Skywalker. Exactly. Um, I mean, you kind of said it in our, sort of unpacking episode of like, you really didn't digest the the whole Palpatine thing at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not at all. Like it, it's one of those, like, I know I quote John Mulaney constantly, but my brain was like, we don't have time to unpack that right now. Fair. Well, there was a lot. I mean, first viewing is a lot. It's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in, I mean, it, it definitely, you know, we preached, it, watch it again. See it at yes. least two times in theaters because you're not going to process everything the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you had an okay time with it in theaters, I say pick it up on digital for cheap and watch it again. Give <clears throat> give some time. Disney Plus, my dude. Yeah. Well, it's not on there yet. Yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, you can wait until it shows up and then try it out for free. Exactly. Because my point is you never know coming back to something what will change? I mean, there's times when I didn't like certain vegetables, but eventually I tried it again or yeah. had it a particular way. Your true love, Boom. sushi. Oh yeah, that was one. I tried to get you to eat sushi so many times when we were dating, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until we got married where you tried salmon. Oh yeah, when I tried the right thing. Yeah. And I, I had to have an open mind, and all of a sudden, boom! Sushi is amazing. I'm vying for your affections with sushi. So, um, 
we were doing good for a little while of, of shorter episodes. Uh, forgive us. <laughs> no. But I know if we don't get through it now, I'm not going to get through it again. Oh, after this episode, I'm, I'm planning on picking you up into the crumpled heap that you are going to become and carrying you to the room. There you go. Just, and that's it. Yes, just carry me like a baby Snoke um, into my inner sanctum. Um, so Ray, yeah. So Ray, um, Ray, I, you know, I didn't see this coming. This was an, a legit reveal for me when we first saw this. Yeah. Um, you saw it before I did. Yes. Unintentionally you were invited, but work. Yeah. Um, it was really a moment. And I was there with a good friend of mine. Actually, I was, golly, we took up a whole row, actually. You did. I was there with a few good friends. You were there with a good friend of yours. <clears throat> his kid. Is this? No, that was the second time. Oh, that was the second time. Um, it was, um, it was me, um, our, our lovely Patreon, Doug, <laughs> um, our friend Nick from work, Peyton from work, their families. I mean, we ended up unintentionally taking up a whole row. We all bought tickets separately and somehow mm-hmm. all ended up in the same row. And it was amazing because on all the big moments, we were all like, what? <laughs> and all the crazy moments like this one, this was when literally everybody in the row turned to each other. Just like, wait, wait, did you hear that? Was it, what? Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, me and Nick like met eyes after the whole, like she shot lightning in the, yes. the ship and me and Nick just like locked in, just like, you saw that, right? <laughs> Cause his, his wife was like, wait, that's a bad people thing. And it's just like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? It was, it was well done. I mean, maybe other people got it and I'm just dumb, but, um, Mm -hmm. it was genuinely real for me when that first drop of you're a Palpatine, you're his granddaughter. What? Yeah. Um, it, it hit me like a sack of bricks. I'm not going to lie. I think I've said before, it took me a minute to accept it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I get it. Well, it makes sense. It does. And it's again, something that like we talked about in the unpacking and we won't spend too much time here, but basically doesn't necessarily have to undo episode eight development. Not at all. Um, It can all work copacetically if you want it to, but if you, I mean, it it just depends. And I'm not trying to blame, like, if you don't like it, it's on you. Like, no, I mean, but I just mean like there's ways that you can accept it Mm -hmm. based on the information that's given or not. And either is fine. But for me, it was Mm -hmm. a really good reveal. And it's something that for her character has a lot of significance because not only her story is still hers to choose. Yes, exactly. If anything, it's even more her story to choose because now not only she's nobody, Mm-hmm. It's easy to choose the good side when you're nobody. All of a sudden you find out it, in reality, you are born out of a dark power. Mm-hmm. Wait, am I just going to be like that? I mean, Harry Potter goes through this in terms of like when he learns that he's a piece of Voldemort and all this other stuff, there's a, this dilemma of just like, what in the world? It, oh, yeah. Like, have I been poisoning and ruining my relationships and my friends and all this other stuff? Cause you see what yeah. Horcruxes do. That you see me. what Horcruxes do to people. When I read book seven, I was like, or no, it was book six that they made that reveal was like, bruh, what the heck is going yeah, on I mean, here? It was, it was intense. That was the original Ray Palpatine. <laughs> right. Um, but there's a lot, of, I mean, and, and there's a lot to it. I mean, yes. When you, and like, 
I, I feel deeply and identify deeply with stuff. If I'm passionate about it, it's because I, I get it. I connect with it. You see a plastic bag floating in the breeze and you're just like, <gasps> no, That's um, me. but like, that was the whole point of my tangent in our part one of the last Jedi with the whole Luke Skywalker thing was like, I was depressed Luke there when that happened. I was depressed Luke yeah. and I needed depressed Luke's redemption for my own redemption. Yeah. Um, how do you identify with Ray in this one? In the, I mean, in this one, it's a matter of being someone who comes from a very screwed up background um, and has a parent that is very toxic and negative uh, and thankfully no longer part of my life. Um, there's a lot of dilemma because in reality, a lot of that crap is hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff passes on um, addictive behaviors and other um, mental issues and other developmental issues. Um, There's a lot of that. So being someone who legit went through this as a kid of like, I'm never going to be better than that. And no matter how hard my mom tries and how hard I try, I'm just going to turn out like that and it's going to be miserable. Um, I socially isolated. I did the whole Ray on Octo thing uh, in my own personal way. And it wasn't until I had someone say, like, yeah, you're screwed up, but that's why I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, having multiple people that come around and say, hey, yeah, like, you can be whatever you want to be. That's the whole point of us being here for you. Um, I had my own Luke Skywalker. I had my own Leia. I had my own resistance family people Mm -hmm. that come around and surround me and remind me that I can choose to be better every day, um, regardless of my blood lineage. Um, in fact, even despite my last name that I still struggle with sometimes, like the whole thing of Ray choosing Skywalker made me teary eyed because I struggle on a daily basis with my last name even because it's the last thing I have of that person. And it's just like, even that to me is a, a weight of, am I that, or am I more than that? Mm -hmm. And so Ray's story of not only choosing as a nobody to be somebody, but as as somebody with a very dark past, choosing to be better than that past, Mm -hmm. like that is big, that is legit, and that is meaningful for me. So her story matters to me for that alone. And much like, hey, I like depressed Luke because I was depressed. I was on Octo. I was the guy that felt like I let everybody down with my reputation. I can't make you appreciate Luke because that's my story, not yours. Same way with this, with Ray. I can't make you appreciate Ray because this is my story and this is what I see in it. But it is why it's important to me. And it's why I firmly believe in the message of found family and and the power of choice in one's life. Uh, and whatnot. And so the character, de- I mean, I liked Ray. Yes. I liked Ray a lot more in The Last Jedi because of the development of choice. I'm a big believer in choice. You have a choice to be a hero or not, or good or bad or not. George Lucas said that too. And um, I, I believed greatly in her character because of that, that, that revelation. Because again, that's something I identify with. Yeah. This takes it so much, so much, so much further and really grounded Ray as a very strong, likable character for me. Um, rather than just a cool character, 
because Ben was my character throughout the series. All throughout from episode seven on, he was my sequel trilogy character. Um, and then Ray comes in through episode nine and steals the show in terms of identification. I mean, I have my own identification with the whole freaking um, Ben Solo Death Star scene. I mean, yeah. Prodigal Son stuff right there. Um, you know, and again, that's something where it's just like I had that moment, not with my real dad, but with my spiritual dad, with my mentor. I had a moment where I messed up and rather than making it better, I isolated myself like Ben Solo did. And I had a Death Star 2 scene where I didn't have words and it was just a, I know, let's move yeah. on. And, you know, it's been one of those things where like Ben, he moved on and he just kept doing the next right thing, like Jin would say in, from Rogue One. But, and and it's literally become that of just like from that moment on, you know, I haven't died yet, thankfully, from the hands of an evil space prune. Thankfully. But <laughs> I keep choosing to do the right thing because of that moment yeah. I had where, you know, I, I was given a lot of grace. And because of that, I can move forward. Yeah. Uh, and whatnot. So there you go. And since we're getting all sassy not not sassy but i mean it happened i mean this is when you really dig into my like people i I love star wars shooty shooty bang bang lightsaber noises cool (laughs) but if you don't get to know me and realize at some point that it's much bigger than that and i think we all have stories like that i'm not trying to grandstand and say i'm the better one because i have a sad story i think all of us have a really legit personal reason like that why star wars matters so much and I, that is why, and then I'll give it over to you to, to, to take it away. <laughs> to but make them sad. <laughs> that is why I will never treat anybody like crap because of Star Wars exactly. and because of a Star Wars opinion and all this other stuff. Because, again, there are certain parts of Star Wars, if you criticize it, you're criticizing me and my meaningfulness and my representation. And that will get you cut. That will I will fight you like Elijah Wood. <laughs> Do you want to end up like Elijah Wood? Please don't fight Elijah Wood. So, uh, well, I mean, I got to do what I got to do, baby. If he comes <laughs> up on our doorstep, I'll drop a hobbit, man. It <laughs> <laughs> was a horrible laugh, but I don't care because that was the funniest thing you've ever said. So, anyway. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> oh, hang on. Composure. <laughs> Composure. Because I'm about to say something that's probably going to make me sad and cry. Don't cry. No, I'm not going to cry. Don't uh, do it. I've been holding back a lot lately. No. Um, in kind of the same vein, I only just recently realized why that scene between Poe talking to Leia and mm. the Rise of Skywalker, it got me. Yeah. It got me quite a bit. Um. Because it's the acceptance of the passing of a person that you, that means a lot to you, Mm -hmm. that has taught you so much. Mm. And it just, it hurts. Well, and a lot of credit due for addressing that. Yeah. Directly, not only, I really did go in thinking they were not going to kill Leia. I didn't either. Um, Not only... Did she sacrifice herself? But they acknowledge her her loss. Yeah. They and not just a weepy montage, but like directly. <clears throat> yeah. It's that line of "I wasn't ready." Right. Um, 
when you never are. No. Um, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said for the meaning of, I mean, we look at it obviously from the story standpoint of leadership and rebellion and military and all this other stuff, but the, yeah. you know, um, Star Wars is about family. Well, you, you mentioned it even, um, when we were talking about Poe recently, you were like, he lost a mother twice. Yeah. He lost his mother and then he lost Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and both for him were big guiding lights. So it's this big meaningful moment that not only there there is he probably thinking of Leia, but it's just again this moment of just like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Who I mean, because who else does Poe have? Exactly. Who else do, who else can he call? I mean, he's not gonna be vulnerable like that yeah. in front of Finn. He doesn't do that until later. Like it's this moment of what what's next? What the heck? Yeah. How could this happen? Yeah. And um, to get even more specific, it was when your mom passed mm-hmm. very suddenly and just life didn't stop. Exactly. It, I said that during the, the, the meeting we had, it was, it's, you can't imagine life without this person. And then you wake up and the world's still spinning, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I, I praise them addressing um, just for the fan base's sake, uh, yeah. Carrie and the character of Leia. Absolutely. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, good point. Yeah. Now that we've made you cry Dang, twice yeah. in one episode. Well, I mean, well, it's uh, apparently it just happens when I'm passionate. Apparently I just, That's... I'm just like, Hey, here's my feelings. Yeah. Cut, cut my heart open. This is my last resort. Right. No, I was thinking more of um, the other one. Um, not the pizza one. The um, What? Dang. The Atemahalu bit. I see What's the pizza one? I cut my life into pizza. This is my last piece of crust. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make it funny, dang it. You were working um, as a waitress in a cocktail bar. So... Uh, I think I spoiled it yeah. because like anything we say at this point, I'm going to have, I'm going to have extra cred because yeah, you really are I, like, I don't mean that in a doggy way. I just mean like anything we talk about with Ray Palpatine, I'm going to go for, I'm yeah. going to be in support of it fully because of its meaning to me. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Like if I seem like I shut down conversations like that, and I think I have to a couple of people it's not so much to the point of, I think I'm right and you're yeah. wrong. It's again, just one of those things where it's just like, yeah. this is something deeply personal and I can't entirely encapsulate it. I, I think I kind of just did, but like, it's one of these things like, I'm not going to open that can every time somebody knocks at the door to talk about yeah. Ray Palpatine. I, I'd rather just pull the card of I'm for it because it matters to me. Let's move on. Yeah. And I think it can be even said on a less personal level, but still a satisfying level of you have Palpatine who is a character that is obsessed with immortality mm. by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. He cloned himself. He mm-hmm. survived in the force somehow. Right. <laughs> if you want to laugh, watch worthy kids animation of Palpatine survival. It's very funny. I'm oh, right. Yeah. Just our, year, tw- like 30, <laughs> take a long while. 30 years <laughs> later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then he had a son, maybe. Uh, well, clone. he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, he's not a, a, not a clone. Baby. 
Well, uh, technically, they call it something like a just gene strand. They they refer to uh, Baby Yoda as the same thing Ooh. in the episode where uh, the Mando trades in Baby Yoda for the best car. Mm-hmm. Um, they refer to him like clinic car. The best car. I know, but that's what I heard. Oh, the best car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the freaking Ford Continental, uh, Lincoln Continental. Thank you. I don't know cars except what I drive, and mine's awesome. Um, it's an Accord. Yeah. In one accord. <laughs> anyway, so like it's like gene strand or something. Yeah, like they call it something, something like clinical where, and apparently it's like, it's not a straight clone, but it's definitely not natural. Yeah. So Palpatine's son, Chad Palpatine, was not natural. No. But still stands. He had a child. Yes. And then a grandchild who arguably he didn't know about until convenient. But... He was obsessed with immortality. This is the trilogy of Palpatine being like, no, I'm not going to die. Mm -hmm. And then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Palpatine's legacy is about holding on. The Skywalker legacy is about letting go. Oh my gosh. There you go. Wow. Was that where you were going? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just I had a moment. I was going to address you, legacy. I just had a moment That's while you were talking about that where I'm like. When we talk about Palpatine, stuff happens, John. Right. I'm just like. That's that's all he's got. There's is, magic in that wrinkly old man. Right. This just raisin holding on to life. Exactly. What what does the last Skywalker do versus what the last Palpatine does? Exactly. And that's my point wow. is. Ray wow. essentially not only kills Palpatine in physically, but legacy. Legacy. Mm. She says, "You know what? No, I'm a Skywalker." Mic drop. I wonder if she even like. What if she got back and was just like, there was no Palpatine. Exactly. Like what if like what if she comes back and just kills his legacy right there in terms of nah. It yeah. was no. I mean what like There was no great sense. That's, that's kinda lying. Yeah. But like for the repercussions of killing an evil prune's legacy, I kinda am okay with it. It's one of those things, like that's how you beat Freddie. Yeah, on Elm Street is, doesn't re- doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. I mean, that's the whole thing. He's like, he can only come back and live through our, us holding on to it. Exactly. Mm. Interesting. No one's ever really gone. Mm. There you go. There you go. Mic drop again. There you go. <laughs> There's all these mics on. Well, the and my thing is, I mean, just step on one. Ultimately, and that's the thing that we can end this episode on is the the fact that he had no character development. Exactly. He was the same old. Palpatine trying to cling selfishly to life and ultimately couldn't even have that. Exactly. Like we've talked so many times about Palpatine had apprentices with the express purpose of him controlling them. Yeah. It was never, yeah. It was never the Sith absolute of I exist for you to outlive me. No, it's I exist for you to serve me. Exactly. And he chose apprentices. He chose poetry. He chose apprentices that were less than. Manipulative. Exactly. Or manipulatable. Exactly. Manipulatable. Like, Maul was a little angry ball of anger. And he knew if he just, all he had to do was direct it. Exactly. But Maul was the only one he regretted, though. Exactly. And make him believe that he could never beat him. Mm-hmm. Maul could have beaten him. I don't care. I don't think so. Because with the sheer power of my love. That screamy old man coming at you, I don't think anybody's ready for that. <laughs> Future.
nobody's ready for like 80 year old man to just like pull a 720 degree spin and just lunge at you like I don't think anybody's ready for that. Nurses and nursing homes. <laughs> yeah, some of the ones here. Angie. Right. Our, Angie's yeah, ready for that. Um, so, obviously, lots lots discussed. Yeah. Long episode. Um, Bared our souls. We hope you enjoyed it, whether it be all together in pieces. Um, thanks for putting up with our emotional tangents. Um, and, you know, if anything, we, we do it, again, as a reminder that Star Wars is important for different reasons to different people. And so always be kind to be respectful. Um, Discourse is fine. Yeah. Discussion is absolutely great and necessary and beneficial to the community and fandom and friendships. Um, but again, just be mindful and respectful. Yeah. Um, if you've got something to add, if you've got something to, to add to something we've discussed or didn't discuss or any of that stuff, feel free to hit us up. Um, we will have Rebels this week, but for all intents and purposes, between now and next week, if you want to discuss this topic of character arcs and development, feel free to do so. Hit me um, up, bro. We uh, look forward to getting this out and hearing what your thoughts are. Um, this was good for us, a good long-form traditional Nerd Herder episode of just having fun. Just going. And then randomly pulling a 180 into an emotive little tailspin, but recovering there in the end. Um, and so hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it. Um, feel free to share your enjoyment of it through reviews and liking and all this other stuff. If you want more, you can subscribe to podcasts or YouTube, um, whatever. There's a lot of podcasts. Subscribe stuff. to podcasts. Subscribe to podcasts, guys. Um, I go, personally um, recommend um, Make sure, do us a favor, uh, go subscribe to Norbert Moses' uh, YouTube channel. No, um, it's over. It's over? He reached. No! Yeah. We missed it. I missed it. Dang okay. it. If you're not watching Unis Honest, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yes. Um, go check that out right after Please. this. Um, and then go check out our other it's stuff. It's so amazing. Let people. Oh, sorry. We're not promoting them unless they're paying us. They okay. got that good YouTube money. I'll text Markiplier. Right. They got that good YouTube money. They can hit us up for a promotion. Um, yeah. Check out our other stuff. Uh, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, there's plenty of stuff in the description that I'm forgetting about right now because I'm tired. Yeah. But you can check it out and you can follow it and do it and like it and all that good stuff. We need an ending like Unis Honest. That's just us repeating something as a sound happens. Nerd herder. Nerd herder. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, until next time. Until the next weirdness. Um, hopefully you enjoy this episode and may the force be with you.